Welcome everyone, live from the Win Oval in Fitzgerald, Australia. You're listening to Bark Youth Live. My name is Archie and my co-hosts today are Talia, DJ and Alexis. Special guest today is Heidi Woodley, Western Bulldogs AFLW star. Hello Heidi, welcome to the show. Hello everyone, thank you for having me. Now Heidi, so you recently got drafted to the Dogs during Season 7. Can you give us an insight in your journey to that point? Um, yeah, of course. So um, I grew up in a small town called Kilmore. Um, there wasn't much sport going on there, um, but I did actually go to quite an athletic school, so there was many opportunities there. Unfortunately, there wasn't football, so I just grew up playing netball, which I hated. Um, and then fortunately enough, when I got into high school, there was um, a girls' team brought into Kilmore, and yeah, I started playing from there, I guess. And now I'm here. <laughs> that sounds very interesting. Yeah. So you're only 18 and recently graduated. Uh, how is it going from high school to top level women's footy? Um, yeah, it was a massive change. Um, I was going from playing, you know, 15-year-olds and 16-year-old bodies to playing 30-year-olds who have been in the gym for, you know, um, seven years. So, yeah, it was a massive change, but definitely a good one. And hopefully, you know only can grow from there. Thank you. Um, how was the draft process like? Um, it was pretty nerve-wracking. Um, I f- unfortunately got injured during my draft um, year and I hadn't played much footy prior to that. So um, I didn't think I was you know, going to get drafted, but fortunately enough, I did. There was a lot of um, nerves going on and I was probably the worst person I've been on my draft night. <laughs> so on the topic of injury uh how do you handle like your mental health and your motivation like after an injury um when I got injured in my draft year I tore my quad um and I'd say my mental health probably declined a fair bit just because I didn't have the confidence in myself that I'd get drafted um because I hadn't been in the news and the media a lot compared to a lot of the other girls and um I also quit football prior to last year for a few years just to work on myself Um, and then last year I had a stress response in my foot and missed like four games I think Um, and then came back from that and I think I dealt with that pretty well because I didn't even think I'd be playing in my debut season so I was just lucky to be there I guess I had a pretty good mindset um, last season compared to when I wasn't drafted. How would you motivate girls and women who are currently disengaged in sport? Um, I'd say it's a pretty hard topic just because, you know, girls um, cop a fair bit for playing sport, um, as some of you may have experienced. Growing up for me, it wasn't really a nice feeling knowing that the boys would, you know, they would call me a lesbian and stuff for playing football and actually being half decent at it. Um... So then, yeah, that kind of really drove me out of the sport. But I'd say now, like, it's more, like, it's not found frowned upon for girls to play sport anymore just because, like, it's still there in the media and stuff. But, um, like, there's a lot more girls playing now, which is really good to see. Uh, When you were in high school, did you, like, was there a big, like, sort of sporting culture at your school? Um, Yeah, so I... I went to a school called Assumption College, which is a massive football school. 
um, majority back then was for boys. They didn't have a women's program until maybe year nine. Um, but yeah, we were very well known for our footy um, excellence. We had a lot of boys that got drafted in the AFL and stuff. Um, just recently I had two friends get drafted um, just after me, which was really cool. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of opportunity for girls as well, just not in the football department. Like we had hockey, softball, like everything, netball. I played all of those, which was good. Um, if you got given the opportunity, would you join those friends in the other teams that they've played in the AFLW? Like, like would you switch teams? and Like would I switch teams? Yeah, from and the to Bulldogs? join them. From the Bulldogs? Yeah. No, I wouldn't. I've made my own friends now. Um, I really love what we've built here. And, yeah, I've got a lot of close friends that I would have for a long time and I probably wouldn't want to be anywhere else right now. Um, looking specifically at social media, uh, the AFLW has received plenty of hate, which I personally am tempted to respond to. Um, how do you feel about this hate and how do you deal with it? Uh, yeah, it is very hard to go on you know Instagram and Facebook and see all the negative things that people say about you um, a lot of the time it's just people without a username they're just numbers and it's very hard to not reply to that but at the end of the day you've got to think that you're probably in a better position than they are which is why they're saying these negative things is because they're just jealous and a lot of you know the hate is males saying women's sport sucks and that's hard to see but Hopefully, only in the future we can prove them wrong. Yep. So, all of that hate usually does stem around gender stereotypes. Do you feel like these stereotypes affect the way you play? Um, yeah, definitely for a moment. Like I said earlier, how I quit football, it wasn't a choice. Like, I got probably got bullied out of it a bit. Like, a lot of the boys in my school would call me, like, a boy because I would play football. They'd say I'm a lesbian and... I just couldn't really deal with that at that point in time just because I was very young and didn't know how to deal with that. Um, even now, like in the gym, I'm like, oh, like maybe I shouldn't lift weights because I don't want to get too big because yeah. the social media will say I look like a boy and stuff like that. So I'd say it's definitely always in the back of your mind, but I guess you've just got to move forward and understand that you're doing all these things for you and not the outer world. Uh, is there any advice you could give to other young female players about trying to overcome those type of stereotypes? Yeah, for sure. I think if I, w if I could go back to myself when I was 14 and quitting football, I would just tell myself that it's all worth it in the end. Like, if you want to get somewhere and you are persistent enough in it, that then you can get there. Like, I had such a short turnaround from my draft to not playing football that... Um, I think there's opportunity in every space for women now. Like, obviously, it's hard to get places when there's people and outside noise but it's definitely um there and available to you know do <laughs> if you're just tuning in you're listening to bark for youth live from Wynn oval in fifth australia my name is archie and my co-hosts today are talia dj and lexus and our special guest today is heidi woodley western bulldogs aflw star We've talked a bit about, like, mental health. Are there, like, what sort of people in your life sort of help motivate you when you're down? Um, so, obviously, captain of our team is Ellie Blackburn. Um, I'd say she's a massive role model for myself, um, just the way she carries herself. And, you know, she's 
27, 28, and she got through all the adversity that um, she had to deal with because she's a pioneer for the AFLW. So she's been here from the start and dealt with all the negative comments and stuff. So I think if I've ever had a bad day, I kind of just think back to what they went through, like when the AFLW started. And if I have any, ever have any issues with the injury and stuff, like I'll go straight to her just because she always gives me the best advice and really like pulls me out of like a dark hole. Like she knows everything about me and I would always go to her if you know, I had some issues, which is ironic because she is the captain, but um, she's a captain for a reason, which, yeah, she's incredible. So I usually do go to her. When you were in high school, uh, did you notice a lack of participation from girls in, you know, sport? Yeah, like PE class? Yeah, yeah in PE. Yeah, yeah huge. Um, I'd say half of the time I was probably the only girl running around there because I was so competitive. Um, you like you'd look around in the gym and there'd be all the girls like saying they're injured and stuff just purely because <laughs> like what's the point when yeah. it's all about the boys yeah. in gym um like a lot of the time the teams would just be like unfair and then you'd play boys versus girls and it's like oh come on um so i think the fun a lot of the time got taken out of it like in the older years but young, when you're younger i feel like everyone has a crack and has fun um as a part-time We've heard you haven't doesn't have a part-time job, mm. but you're in uni. What are you studying in uni and what are you hoping to achieve out of that? Um, so I actually haven't started uni yet, but I will get there eventually. I just, I moved out um, last, last, yeah, last year, November, um, and was just kind of getting myself together. And I was playing AFLW and doing year 12, so I just gave myself a year off to focus on footy and, um, yeah, really grind. And hopefully next year I can get into uni and start teaching and stuff and you know bring passion back into sport for young girls okay that makes sense um what are your thoughts on the current gender pay gap (coughs) um (laughs) no like it's it's a hard conversation to talk about especially in the afl and aflw um obviously the new cba i'm not sure if you guys know what that mean is means but um the new pay just came out yeah um and we have a few cba delegates in our team which means they help you know coordinate all of that and they worked really hard to try and get where we are um but yeah it's a hard subject to talk on because there's a lot of factors towards that obviously you wish it could be one way but there's a lot of things you have to think about when it comes to that i guess what's one word uh, well what's some advice you would give to young women wanting to make it in the sporting world um yeah just touching on blocking out the outside noise again i think you've just got to really like put your head down and focus on what makes you happy instead of what other people think of you because um it's actually a funny story the only reason i got back into football is because my dad offered me 150 (laughs) dollars so if i didn't do that then i'd probably still be stuck in my own head um but yeah just to get past all the outside noise is something i had to really focus on did you end up getting that 150 yeah i did i did and 500 dollars when i got drafted oh, right. yeah, that was good it's good <laughs> uh what is one of the important lessons that you've learned from your time uh being a, like a professional athlete mm, i'd say like when you when you're a young like person not even female um the elite side of things like you don't actually realize how much work you need to put in um, like you need to study football you need to you know do everything for your body to make sure like you're okay like we got home from Gold Coast on Monday and 
like I have to do everything to get ready for Friday because it's such a short turnaround. So just doing all the things you need to do to actually be okay and ready to go, um, that was a big shock for me. I didn't know how much I'd actually like need to do for myself to be the best I can be for the team. What's your other travel tips for the AFLW and AFL men's um, when they're going interstate? Like, what do I do to prepare myself for a game? What does like? What do you have tips for? Um, I'd say probably just when you're on a plane, you lose hydration and stuff a lot easier. So just making sure you're doing everything a bit extra because your body has to fuel it more than yeah, okay. a regular game. Uh, when you go out for a game, do you ever just think, oh my God, like I've made it? Um, I think my debut game was incredible. Like I ran out and there was a massive banner there. Like we may not have had a big crowd, but I was just like, wow, like I'm playing on a real like big ground and I have all my family here. And I reckon I had about 70 people there for me and I could just <laughs> see them all sitting there. And I was like, this is incredible. And then running through the banner, I was so nervous. I was trying not to vomit in my debut. So, um, yeah, no, it is incredible. And um, probably we played a final last year um, and yeah, that was a huge crowd, like biggest crowd I've played in front of and that was really incredible too. And I really took that in. I'd run off the bench and I'd just look at my family and I was like, wow, like this is seriously incredible and I've got where my younger self wanted to be. So, yeah, that's, yeah. How much time are you able to dedicate to footy? Like um, training. <laughs> well, I don't have much of a life outside of football at the moment, so I'd say probably most of my time goes towards football. Um, we train, we're at the club four times a week, which is great. Um, only last year, I think we we're only at the club three times last year, so it's gone up. Um, and yeah, I'd say I come in whenever I can and use all the facilities and stuff, but obviously there's a redevelopment happening, so it'll be great when that gets done. Uh, do you have any siblings that you sort of grew up really competitive with? Yeah, so I actually have two sisters um, who are also really good at football, but they're a bit older than me, so they, they didn't actually, unfortunately, have the opportunity to play local football like I did. Um, the competition kind of came in when they had grown up and they'd already started a VC and stuff like that, so I did actually have a real crack at them in the backyard when we were playing football. We used to get in punch-ons. It was disgusting. <laughs> I would never do that now. But, yeah, they really drove me to want to be where I am and hopefully, like, I could have done it for them because they weren't able to have the same opportunity as me, unfortunately. Uh, in what ways would you uh, kind of, like, motivate women or girls who are currently disengaged in, like, any type of sport <coughs> and, like, to get them up and trying out for, like, sports? Yeah, so a big thing for me is like bullying. I experienced it, unfortunately, because of sport. Um, so I've been working with um, a foundation called Dolly's Dream, which is unfortunately about a young girl from a remote area who took her own life due to bullying. Um, so I think I'd really want to push for young girls being bullied about sport and stuff and try and hopefully pull them out of that space and like make sure they're okay and tell them that it, it's all going to work out because it did for me because I was definitely in a really bad place growing up because of that. How can we help Dolly's dream? Um, they have a lot of um, foundations and stuff like Dolly Day, Do It For Dolly Day. Um, it's a big day where the community gets around it. So honestly, just it's amazing. It's check out the program. Like it's seriously good. Um, yeah, they do great things for kids who are going through a really rough time. 
Um, what was your high school, like, year 12 experience like? Oh, it was, it was definitely tough. Um, obviously, I've touched on, you know, copying a bit of grief for being a lesbian um, because of sport and stuff. And I actually did get a girlfriend at the start of year 12 and I had to kind of keep that a secret for six months and didn't want anyone to know just because I didn't want all the people who would say it about me to be right. And, you know, I didn't want the stereotype of because I play football I am a lesbian so it was really hard to you know accept that um and fortunately enough for me the people who were really rude to me in year eight turned out to be my best friends so um (laughs) they were all really amazing it was a really tough four months six months of not telling anyone but yeah then having getting drafted and coming back to school after getting drafted and everyone you know kind of having my back and wanting the best for me was really good and I ended up having a really good year What's your tips for the people in the AFL who want to come out? Because I don't think there's this... I feel like there's AFL players in there yeah. that are queer yeah. and they're scared to come out. What's yeah. your tips? It, it's, it's, really, like, it's a really tough one for the men in the AFL because there is obviously a huge stigma around uh, men being heterosexual yeah. who play AFL compared to our... Um, AFLW, which is such a big, you know, LGBTQ yeah. plus um, community. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's a hard one. Like, you wish men could just come yeah. out and be themselves, but... They just can't. Unfortunately, the mental health side of things for that would yeah. really take a toll, and it's so sad, but it's just, you know, how it is at the moment. Hopefully, yeah. going forward, that could all change, but... You saw in the basketball world, there was a man who came out as gay. He plays for a Melbourne team and he came out and his teammates were great. So hopefully we see that with the AFL. Yeah, hopefully. Do you feel like the stereotype of, you know, AFLW players being lesbian has occurred because more AFLW players are actually coming out in comparison to AFL, you know, men players? Yeah, that's a good one. I think, I don't know, it's such a safe space. Like... I've, I came from being in a high school environment where I didn't want to tell anyone that I was gay and the, where people would assume you're straight and all of this. And then I came into the club and there was like, who is your partner? Like, do you have a partner instead of like, do you have a boyfriend? Um, and yeah, it's such an amazing space for like being yourself. Like I've, I've seriously flourished since coming to the club and being able to be myself. Um, but yeah, I think, I don't know. I think the more it's more like this just because everyone's so comfortable in being themselves and it's seriously an environment that you can be yourself in so more people would want to be a part of it, Mm. I guess. What sort of supports do you get from the club, like, in regards to mental health? Yeah, we have an amazing... um, We have an amazing club. We have a PDM for our team, which is someone who is um, set to everyone in the team to, you know, check in on them and make sure they're coping with mental health and everything outside of life so our PDM is James and he's been amazing for me he's um, really helped me get through year 12 and um, we also have club psychologists that everyone can go to which who are also very amazing and yeah just the coaches and stuff in general are really good to talk to and they a lot of our coaches have been through um, you know a football journey whether that's AFLW or AFL um, and yeah they're really good to lean on for support and mental health stuff as well. Um, who would you say are your role models when it comes to playing footy? Um, growing up, I was a massive Joel Selwood um, <laughs> fan. I thought just the way he went about it, um, like his 
grunt and toughness is something that I really build my game off. So growing up, I would say Joel, during my year 12 exams, my mum bought a big Joel poster and put it on my door <laughs> just to remind me to, you know, take on my exams head first. And um, probably in the AFLW, I was a big Taylor Harris fan growing up. Obviously, she was the poster for AFLW and she still is like she's still incredible and all the things she does with boxing and stuff it just shows you what women can actually do um and not be limited to one thing because she does a lot of incredible things for young women so yeah I'd say growing up she was one person I did look up to and now obviously Ellie Blackburn is yeah my role model um how did you find going from like amateur football training like jumping to AFLW um, yeah, it was huge. I went from NAB League, which is like um, the pathway into AFLW, which is pretty, it's like half professional, like you have to take it seriously and do all the work and stuff. Um, and you're playing with people who are equally as good as you, whereas local football, people don't take it as seriously. So um, it's obviously still a huge jump. Like I was playing against, like I said before, 15 year olds, 16 year olds, and then playing on 30, 30 year olds who have been in the gym for seven seasons. like. Um, I've put on a lot of muscle since being in the AFLW, so it just goes to show like how much work um, female athletes do do, and yeah, it was it was huge. Um, a lot of dietary stuff and stuff like that I didn't know you had to do, um, but yeah, it was a massive step and one that new AFLW draftees should be very aware of. Do you have a favourite team to play against? Um, oh. I'd say my favourite team personally to play against would be Geelong. Obviously, um, I was a mad Geelong fan growing up um, and always wanted to be a cat, but thank God I'm now a dog because <laughs> I like dogs more anyway. Um, yeah, I'd say Geelong last year we played them down in Ballarat, our home ground, um, and we lost by a point, um, which stuck with us pretty fondly. Um, so we had played them in round one. Unfortunately, I didn't play, but um, yeah, they just got got the best of us uh how do you as a team like handle your game losses um we're a very close like we're a very close bunch um we're all each other's best friends and we're genuinely like a bunch of sisters like we love each other so much and we all go to each other for you know support and anything outside of football like I'll go to a teammate like any one of them I could trust um so after a game I feel um, again, Ellie and the leaders like really bring us together, um, and like we will be sad, but she just tells us think about next week, like we can do it, and just to believe in ourselves, yeah. which we we all do, we believe in ourselves. We're just going through a bit of a time at the moment that hopefully we can get out of this weekend. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we have time for today. Thank you to our guest, Heidi Woodley. It's been a great pleasure talking to you today. Live from the Wind Oval in Footscray, Australia. You have been listening to Bark for Youth Live. My name is Archie and my co-hosts today were Talia, DJ and Alexis. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, we hope you found this information today useful. Until next time, have a great day. Uh-huh.